Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. If you're looking to throw some optics on your turkey gun this spring, look no further than the Vortex Defender ST. This is the red dot we're going to be running this season. We're excited about it. This thing's built like a tank, super lightweight, super long battery life, everything you need in a good turkey red dot. And if you want to get a discount on that red dot or any other Vortex Optic, go to eurooptic.com and use the code SGN10 to get a discount. That's eurooptic.com, code SGN10. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the EcoWild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar. May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you. And we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman Strut Report. My name is Jacob Myers, your host, otherwise known as the Ginger Bow Hunter. Now, this is about my 12th time trying to do this intro. I hate doing intros for anyone out there that wants to know. Um, but other than that, we have been uh, having a really good week uh, of listeners going out killing some birds, along with Andrew just killed a great public land bird uh, today, which is Thursday. Uh, but on this lineup, guys, for the strut report this week, we're going to be covering uh, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Illinois. So I have a great lineup of a bunch of different guys having success across the country. So hopefully you can see what's working for them and what you can implement this weekend to hopefully have some success. So I will shut up right then and there, and we will jump right into this week's strut report. All right, guys, and first on the line, we have our buddy Eric McGee coming in from South Carolina. Eric, how are you doing? Good. How y'all doing? Doing great, man. I, I know season's rocking and rolling in South Carolina, so let's kind of jump into what you've been seeing over this last week or so, uh, kind of starting us off. You know, gobbling activity. How has it been for you guys over this last week? It's been really good for me. Um, that first week seemed to be better than this past week. They were that first week when I killed the first bird. They were uh, they were burning it down even after they flew down. Um, this past week is you know they were gobbling good on the roof. It's like when they hit they hit the dirt though they kind of shut up for a little while. But then you know they they've been getting fired back up 
you know, later in the morning, nine, ten o'clock. That's actually how I killed both the birds. So, I mean, it's later on in the morning when I killed them. But as far as on the roost, first thing in the morning, I mean, you're able to do talking enough where you can get close to them and locate them good. All right, perfect. And kind of getting to the second question for you, uh, are the birds right now, are they fairly flocked up or are they starting to separate and you're starting to see more lone gobblers and, and more hens kind of going to nest and just kind of separate birds altogether? Yeah, they're, they're pretty busted up right now. I mean, maybe that first couple of days um, they were still grouped up, but um, they're pretty busted up right now. They're, I think all the gobblers, once they fly down, they got a hen for a little while and then they kind of go out on their own okay perfect and kind of going over uh you know talking about fly down what are turkeys doing right now uh in your area come fly down i mean are they staying close to the tree are they you know covering more ground um the area i've been hunting they're they're not going too far they're not um whatever you know whatever bottom they're roosting and they're really not leaving that bottom too much okay hanging close to the tree and now, do you see that all the way up until, like, mid-morning? Or is that something that, you know, is kind of hit or miss on the day, whether or not they stay close to the tree throughout mid-morning or are they starting to cover ground later on? I, th- I think they're hanging close, you know, mid-morning. And then maybe in the afternoon, they'll, you know, they might go check some other places and stuff like that. But, you know, go take some, check some other bottoms or whatever. But, you know, all the way up, I killed that last bird at uh, 9.30, 10 o'clock. I mean, and he wasn't... 200 yards from where I heard him at that morning so alright now you said you've killed two birds so far this season what has been working for you tactic wise mm. <laughs> probably patience <laughs> just not um, not bailing out so fast you know if, I'm, if, I, if they're not you know coming right off the roost I mean that doesn't mean it's over you know just kind of hang in there because you know the second bird you know they like I said they kind of once they hit the ground, they kind of shut up. You know, I didn't hear anything for a couple of hours, and then you know, I'll just hang tight and listen. Maybe walk. I'll, tr- I'll check a couple of places, just look for sign, and I might walk back to the truck and just go find somewhere to sit down. And I might sit down for thirty minutes, and it seems to just at nine, ten o'clock, you'll have that random crow or owl, you know, sound off, and they'll they'll just start gobbling again, get fired up, and I'll just try to slip in on them, and get as close as I can to them. Now, is there anything right now that's not working for you? Um, I, it seems to be, it's been hard for me this year to get close to them on the roost. And, you know, they're not really, I've had one bird that I took my buddy and we tried to get close to him on the roost and he came in and just, you know, and it happens, I hate when it does, but he got away. He came in and neither of us could get a shot before he, you know, figured out something wasn't quite right and then he left, but. That's the only bird I've had come in right off the roost all year. So I've been trying to, you know, I'll try to get close, but I, I mean, I'm just kind of hanging back, being quiet until later in the morning when I get get going good. All right, and kind of for our last question, you know, what's a tip you'd leave the listeners? Uh, that's something again that maybe they can start implementing come this weekend, and maybe start having a little more success come this weekend. Uh, don't give up. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of guys well. I feel like some guys just, you know, if they don't get them, you know, by 7, 38 o'clock, they feel like it's over when they quit, when they hit the ground and quit gobbling. I mean, I've, it's been, I've killed them, I've waited all the way up to 11, 12 o'clock, middle of the day, late afternoon, and just keep looking. If you if you know birds are in the area, don't leave birds, go find birds. Just hang with them. They might crank back up. They'd be able to get on one. All right, perfect. Well, Eric, man, we appreciate you coming on for this week's start report. Good luck to re- uh, good luck for you for the rest of your season. Hopefully, you can tag out and uh, again, uh, you have a great season. You too, man. All right, guys. And next on the line, we have our buddy Rick Taylor coming in from Tennessee. Rick, how's it going? What's going on, buddy? Hey, man, I'm excited to talk with you. I know it's uh, it's been a little while since we got a chat, and now we're talking turkey, so that's always exciting. And I know y'all have had uh, quite a bit of luck so far this season. We'll kind of jump in for the strut report. You give us your perspective on how the season's going for y'all in Tennessee. Uh, so kind of jumping right into it, what's the gobbling activity been like for you guys uh, over this last week or so? Man, I tell you, uh, first thing in the morning, they are definitely hammering, um, definitely on the tree. Now, the once they get on the ground, they're they're gobbling a little bit. Um, then they probably thirty to forty five minutes later, they uh, 
they're pretty quiet. Uh, Mid-morning, 11 o'clock-ish, uh, I've had a few birds fire up. And then 2.30, 3 o'clock, I was actually uh, had a chance to go fishing with a buddy of mine. And uh, about 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon, I just hit a little hole before I went to meet him close to the Cumberland in the uh, uh, Gainesboro area, which is uh, about an hour east of Nashville. And uh, right on the edge of the Cumberland, and there was a bird just gobbling his head off while I was fishing there for just a little bit, waiting on him. So uh, that mid mid morning gobble and that early afternoon gobble, uh, right off the roost, they'll gobble a little bit, but then they shut up. So that's pretty much what I'm seeing here lately. All right, perfect. And kind of going over to, uh, you know, the turkeys that you're seeing right now, are they still flocked up from what you're seeing? Are they starting to break up and hens starting to go to nest and gobblers starting to be by themselves? You know, it's it's a little bit of both, to be honest with you. So uh, this afternoon, my daughter and I sat in a blind, and and uh, we had one lone gobbler, but he had four hens with him. And then uh, a little while later, there was three jakes, and they had six hens with them. So they're uh, they're still, you know, a little bit of both there. But then I've got a couple of hens that that I've seen on a regular basis by themselves uh, by eight o'clock in the morning, and then two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon as well. So. All right, well, kind of going over to another part is, you know, where are you seeing or where are you hearing these birds go after fly down? Are they staying close to the tree or or gobblers starting to cover more ground? So right now I I think uh, my mature birds are actually uh, kind of ridge runners and uh, kind of staying up in the in the woods for the most part and I think they're uh, they're covering some of those road beds and and uh, open areas in the woods right now so uh, some of the jakes. I've seen more jakes out out in fields and hay pastures and things like that here lately and cattle pastures. So, all right. Well, kind of getting over to well, kind of getting over to another question, which I think is going to be spot on with this is this. You know, what tactics are working for you all, and is there anything that y'all are doing that's not working right now? Uh, so I've I've had a little bit of pressure put on some of the the property that I hunt. Uh, some other folks got some some permission there and and so the the birds have not been responding uh, as they have to me in the years past meaning uh, feel a little bit more like I'm hunting some public land birds and and you know you and I've talked about it before I've got a, a very large parcel of land it's about 3,000 acres and I haven't had any issue uh, you know if I if I get on a bird and it doesn't work I'll, I'll leave him and, and go get on another flock but uh this uh, this season's been a little different, so the tactics that aren't working is uh, sitting down and calling one from the tree. It seems like uh, these guys have have shot at a couple and and uh, and messed some things up a little bit. So even even driving down the mile long driveway to, to park where I park, uh, normally you could see birds out in the fields, you know, midday, and and uh, they'll just kind of peck around when you drive in. Now they see a vehicle and man, they they head for the hills. So. Um, doing a regular sit down call a turkey hunt has, has not been real easy so uh, i've actually been able to to fan a couple of them and you know that's that's a place that i i feel safe doing it again you know i know who comes and goes because i've got cell cams on places that uh, uh picks up cars or people coming in so uh fanning the bird you know it's kind of controversial to some but we've we've killed uh killed three that way this year on, on that place so uh, that's that's definitely been a been a fun activity. My my twelve year old daughter uh, was able to get in on on the juvenile with me and uh, and make it happen doing that. So that was her first. So you know it's it's uh, it's a little different though. I think it'll change here soon. Okay. Well, kind of going to our last question. You know, what's a tip you'd give the listeners uh, that maybe they can start implementing this weekend and maybe have some success? Uh, patience, man. That's uh, right now. That's kind of what I'm seeing. You know, my daughter and I kind of sat. And I'm not a big deer hunt a turkey kind of hunter but uh you know if if they're not playing the game it's almost like you just need to sit and be where they want to be but uh i think we're not too far from from that switch flipping and and uh those birds playing the playing the game that we all like to like to play and that's sit and put your back against the tree and call one in so i think with uh, the weather being up and down hot and cold you know last year last week you could sit in the ground blind in your shorts and this morning uh i had a heater in the blind so you know it's just uh uh just one of those things you know you got to take it take it as it comes and 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 adapt so i think uh, a little bit of patience right now just just kind of you know figure out where the birds are going and and uh do your best to to get in front of them or or uh you know you get one goblin mid-morning or mid-afternoon man that that bird's usually usually uh a dead bird so if nothing nothing blows it for you it's going to be a dead bird you know all right, perfect. Well, Rick, man, we appreciate you coming on for this short pork, and uh, good luck for the rest of your season. 
Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. And next on the line, we have Mark Izzard coming back on from Arkansas. Mark, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good, Jacob. How y'all doing? Doing well, doing well. Season's rocking and rolling in Arkansas. Let's, so let's kind of jump back in this. I know we had you on, Mark, um, a couple weeks ago uh, for the start report before season came in for the youth hunt. And now you've been out hunting uh, a little bit with the kids and everything else. And, you know, that being said, what's the gobbling activity been like for you guys over this last week or so? Well, I'm going to tell you, it's been pretty good uh, for Arkansas. You know, our numbers are down, and so, you know, gobblers are kind of few and far between. But I've been hearing them every day, except for uh, today's the only day I haven't heard heard uh, gobbling going on. Man, the, the day I asked you to come on, that's when they wanted to shut up, daggummit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Kind of get into the next question, just like last time. Uh, from the birds you're seeing and also hearing, uh, does it sound, does it look like they're still flocked up right now, or are they starting to separate out and you're seeing more, you know, lone gobblers and also maybe hens going to nest? Man, I'm going to tell you, I've been seeing, I've already found some broken eggs. You know, I think uh, some uh, raccoons have been getting to them and stuff. But... As far I've been, I've been seeing gobblers together still, and um, I mean they might be breaking up some, but I'm consistently seeing this uh, these two, they're together quite a bit, and um, Jake Jake's and gobblers still running together. Uh, I I really don't know what to make of it. It's kind of weird. Oh wow. Okay. Well, you know, from also what you're seeing since you've been, I know you've been in the woods quite a bit. You know, where are these birds going from what you're seeing after fly down? Are they staying close to the tree or are they covering ground once they hit the ground? They are, they are covering ground. Hmm. Uh, if you're not if I'm not right there when they're flying down, they are making tracks. Oh, okay. Well that kinda of goes into another tactic which is or another question on tactics, which is what's working for you right now and what's not working for you? <laughs> well, basically everything I'm doing is not working right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're uh, you know, I had a bunch of birds uh, spot or you know located before the season started, and uh, they're uh, they're they're getting moved around a lot. Is best best I can tell. They're not roosting in the same same areas. They're um, but as soon as they fly down, it seems like they're all heading down towards thick cover and uh, you know creek banks, uh, growed up uh, clear cuts and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing probably the tactic, if, if I had to guess, are, are you trying to now plan your way of trying to get in front of those birds and kind of find out where they're trying to head to? I, I want to go where they're going to, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, trying to catch them at fly down is uh, is getting big, is pretty hard right now. And so I want to be where they're going to, be in front of them when they get there. Okay. Now, you know, kind of running through these questions, you know, what's a tip you'd give any of the listeners right now, maybe in Arkansas, uh, so maybe they can have some success this weekend? Mm, I would really concentrate on uh, creek bottoms and clear and around uh, thick cover right now. I would be getting down there. I wouldn't be worried about getting up high right now. I mean, it's great for hearing them and trying to get down on them, but I would be trying to get where they're going. Well, let me ask you this, just kind of on that question. You know, are, do you suspect that they're downloading that thick stuff because, uh, you know, they're trying to, and that's where the hens are at, they're wanting to nest down there? Do you think it's because of predators? Do you think it's because of hunting pressure? What do you think is causing that right now? I think it's because that's where the hens are at. Because they were doing that like the opening day of a uh, youth season. Hmm. They were, uh, the ones that we found on uh, opening day of youth season, which was this past, past Saturday, uh, they were down in the creeks and uh, down the thick stuff. And that's where I've been finding them all week. I've been hearing them, you know, from up high. But as soon as they hit the ground, they're going to where it's thick. All right, perfect. Well, Mark, we appreciate you coming on again uh, for another start report and for this week's episode. And uh, good luck for the you guys and the, and the rest of your season up in Arkansas. All righty, Jacob. I appreciate you. All right, guys. And next on the line, we got our buddy Jared Smith coming on from Central Alabama. Jared, what's going on, dude? Hey, buddy. Glad to be on. Of course, man. It's good to have you on this year, and it's been a great season so far, and we'll kind of jump right into this report covering Alabama. You know, over this last week or so, you know, how has the gobbling activity been for you? It's been spotty in the mornings. Uh, maybe one or two gobbles in the morning, uh, usually around 730. Uh, I haven't been hearing much here lately, 
not like the first of the season, man. God, it was on, son. I'm talking about every morning I was hearing gobbles everywhere. Public land, everywhere I went, I was hearing gobbles. Uh, missed two, uh, killed four. Um, but this last week, and uh, really the last week and a half, it's not been very good where I'm at. But I had a buddy this morning. He thought it was dead where he was at, and he's never heard as much gobbling as he heard this morning in Chilton County. Uh, but, you know, I guess it's hit or miss. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of just single hens right now, but uh, maybe that's the next question. I'll let you answer that. Yeah, of but, course. Well, kind of going into that next question, talking about okay. whether or not you're seeing birds flocked up or not, you know, you told me earlier that you were seeing some single hens. Has that pretty much been a common theme for you over the last week or so? Yeah, every afternoon I'm seeing a solo hen. Uh, I guess they're, you know, going to their nest or on their nest, and uh, I've been seeing them on the ground real late. So uh, they're not flying up to roost, so I know they're on the nest where I'm hunting at. Uh, but I've been seeing a ton of jakes. Uh, seen two jakes a while ago, watched them for a long time. They were together. Uh, this morning my buddy, he had two together. Uh, that was goblin and yesterday or day before he missed one and there was two of them together and that was in Chilton County uh, they came in together so I think they're back together uh, like I say the last week and a half has been so dead for me where I've been hunting just seeing some small turkeys and that's about it so okay well you know from the the turkeys that you're hearing on the roost does it sound or do you think that they're staying close to the roost tree uh, at flydown or do you think that they're covering ground once they hit the ground? Man, they're gobbling once or twice, and I guess they're either getting with hens, but I'm not hearing them no more. They're not gobbling on the ground. Uh, I've been just pretty much every day this whole year, and they're, they're gobbling once, then they'll gobble again around 7.30, and that's it. I'm not hearing them nowhere. Uh, but last week, has been really dead for me like i say so but they were uh, they've been staying by the tree i guess here lately okay and kind of going over to another question what tactics have been working for you this season and then also is there anything that you've been doing over the last week or two that's not working for you right now all right the first of the season like i say it was so hot everything i threw at them they gobble and they come on in uh opening morning me, I took an NFL guy with me, and I'm mentoring him, and I'm mentoring a five-year-old, so it's been kind of rough on me. But I took him opening morning. Uh, we had two of the biggest turkeys I've ever seen gobbling their heads off at us. Uh, they both come running in full speed, and both of us missed. Uh, <laughs> only my second miss of my life, and um, it's two biggest turkeys I've ever seen. I missed, and he missed. Uh, I left there went to the National Forest, struck one up, killed it. So it was like everywhere I went, there it was working. Uh, all that week, I, mean, I was hearing gobbling, and gobbling at trains, crows, anything I threw at them, they were gobbling. Uh, the, the next week, it was tapering off a little bit for me, and then uh, we had one day, it was raining. Oh, man, I had two of them just gobbling their heads off. I never did kill them. Uh, but... Here this, like I say, this week has been one of the worst weeks I've had in a while. But I've been seeing turkeys, just not the big gobblers. I don't know where they're at right now. I can't find them. I've hunted several pieces of public land and private land, deer leases, and I'm not finding the big turkeys, but my buddy sure did this morning. So they're there. I just I ain't finding them right now. All right, and what's a tip you give the listeners, uh, something that's maybe worked for you in the past that maybe they can start implementing this weekend to have some success? Uh, find sign and sit on it. Just sit on it. Unless you got a, like if you're up maybe a little bit more north from me, I think like Lamar County, they're hammering right now. They're going crazy up there. But right, you know, just if you're around South Alabama, uh, you might find a hot one. Just listen in the morning, uh, set up on him, and then just be patient. Uh, just stay around that area and sit till dark, you know. That's what I would do. That's what I've had success with in past years. And I'd love to this weekend, maybe Saturday morning, uh, maybe I can get on one and I can let you know what I did. But this afternoon it was really dead. I ain't finding sign like I was either, not walking the roads and all that stuff like they were where I'm hunting at. So, 
but that's about it, man. It's uh, been another great, great year. All and, right. Uh, well, Jared, man, we've to listen. I appreciate you coming on again. I know you're always a fun guy to kind of follow on social media as well. Um, just because you're, you're real lively, man, and some of your photos with some of your turkeys are just, you know, you know, it'll put a smile on your face. And I know with your boy as well, trying to get him uh, kind of into oh, the whole man, thing, I know he's tore up with it as well. Yes, sir, man. That's been really the highlight. That little sucker, he's been following me, walking miles, miles, ridges, everywhere. He's uh, he's getting into it. He just don't stop moving. And uh, when he learns that, he's going to be good because, man, he can find the sign and He's spotting turkeys way before I am now and putting his little face mask on, sitting still. It's just a joy, you know. Uh, we had one open. Oh, yeah, the youth hunt, youth morning. We had a beautiful gobbler strutting, two hens, 40 yards, and he moved, and uh, they flew away, man. So he's learning. Uh, he's going to be a little killer one day. And uh, it's been a blast, bud, and I sure appreciate y'all having me on, and uh, y'all do a great job with this, man. All right, and next on the line, we have Drake Deary coming on from Southern Illinois. Drake, what's going on, dude? Not too much, not too much. What's going on with you, Jacob? Not, uh, well, again, not much. At least at least y'all been killing some birds, which is kind of exciting. I know, uh, well, first off, Drake, a little shout-out. You were one of the, the guys that came the farthest when we had our little, um, our little event, Bows and Brews. Uh, I know you came down for the Bassmaster Classic, but, dude, it was cool to have someone down from Illinois come and hang out. So that, that was cool. Um, but on a side note, y'all have had a pretty good season in Illinois, which is, you know, a reason we wanted to kind of get you on because uh, you got a pretty cool perspective on, you know, where y'all are killing birds and how it's going for you. So to kind of jump into it, you know, what's the gobbling activity been like for you all, say, over the last week or, you know, two weeks or so? So – um, like we were saying before, um, I've been out for, I think, about two weeks straight every single morning, um, basically roosting at night also, um, just kind of being out in the woods while we're in this whole quarantine phase and whatnot. Um, so I've got a pretty good grip on what's been going on, and um, and I've really found out that these, these gobblers have really been just tearing it up on the limb, um, and even once they hit the ground for about 15 to 20 minutes um it's about the first hour it's just on fire maybe an hour and 30 um if you get on the right bird um and and it's just it's really on fire in the mornings now in the evenings um i'm actually sitting out at the spot right now and um i only got one gobble out of one turkey and um it's kind of been slow um, next to nothing in the evening, so it's hard to roost them. Um, so you just kind of got to get on them in the morning or just um, be scouting in the mornings and kind of get a general area of where they're going to be. Okay. Well, kind of go into another question. From the turkeys y'all been chasing, uh, especially uh, in the most recent hunts and time you've been in the woods, does it seem like the gobblers are still henned up or flocked up with all the other birds, or are you starting to see more turkeys kind of separate by themselves, especially the gobblers? So, the only turkey I've seen separated off was one that got shot. Um, he was up on a ridge, and he was just gobbling his brains off, and someone slipped up on him, and he got shot. Um, we were going after him, and we heard the gunshot. Um, other than that, we have, they're either in groups um, with, like, more than one gobbler and then a hen or two hens or it's a hen and a gobbler there's no exception um i've not yet found a turkey just playing out by himself um for the most part they're with hens and for the first hour like i said they're gobbling really really good um but after after that they get with hens and the hens just shut them up and they take them around and do whatever a turkey does throughout the day well kind of getting into the next question you know are you seeing gobblers or are you you know kind of seeing hearing you know in the field are the gobblers staying close to the roost tree uh, after fly down or do you see them kind of covering more ground the second they hit the ground so if what do you mean by as what do you consider like far and close that's just kind of 
I have to ask that first. Well, I'll say it's very much based on the situation. You know, some people will be like, yeah, the bird's staying close, you know, within a couple hundred yards of the tree, or they might be going quarter mile, half mile, or more once they hit the ground. So it's very much based off kind of your situation. Because if you're like in, you know, rolling hill country, you know, they might go pretty far, or you're in ag country, they might stay right next to the tree, depending on the situation. So, you know, kind of like what are you seeing, uh, and what are you kind of experiencing so far out there in the woods? Okay, so in one of my spots that I spent almost close to a week at, or over a week at, um, in this hilly country, they were staying, they had to be staying within, I'd say, uh, 800 yards of the tree. Um, all three of these gobblers were were all roosted um, on kind of like where the let's see where it has like a valley to a like creek bottom and it's like kind of where I'm trying to think like on the three quarters um, of a hill you know I'm trying to explain this yeah it it would be it'd be kind of like a someone could think there'd be a a main ridge up top there'd be two spur ridges with a valley in between it coming down to a creek bottom yes that that's exactly right um they'd be on the points of those on about three three quarters up the ridge like you know a turkey generally roosts and stuff but they would all be fairly close to each other and then they'd just stay within 800 yards um today i listened to some in the morning and if this turkey that i just listened to um tonight is the same one as i heard this morning this one moved um three quarters of a mile to a mile and a half or a mile and a half to three quarters of a mile um but for the most part they're staying in the in the same general area they're they're staying close to the hens wherever the hens go up they're going up and that sort of thing so i mean they're pretty close i would say if if you hear them in the morning before um good chances are you go in there and you'll be within you know your shot and walking distance to kind of sneak up on them that's that's what i've been doing basically okay now what tactics have been working for y'all because i know you've killed a bird uh your dad's killed a bird and a buddy of yours has killed a bird when y'all were out there so like kind of what's working right now so mine um and let's see well all of ours really it took uh, a lot of woodsmanship um on the on all three of them um the turkeys for the most part except for mine um they weren't gobbling so two of them we heard the first one we heard three gobbles um at about 400 yards and we just kind of had to pin where he was on whatever mapping system um the listeners choose to use you know you just kind of pin where they're at and then we just kind of use the terrain and um and hills and logs and trees and just kind of slipped in there um because they're not they're not super responsive later in the day to calls um if not at all um that's what i found um but earlier in the morning they can be or and they generally are but um but on that occasion i did get him to gobble um by doing some cuts and stuff and he gobbled and then we could kind of pinpoint again where he was at so we just kind of used the terrain um on my dad's um it gobbled a few times we got really close and that's been really the key is just really get as close as you can to him without spooking him. Um, but we got really close to where he had to come in a spot where we could see him and we laid eyes on him. And then we just kept eyes on him and then circled around in front of him. And then um, mine, I just, I, I kept hearing him gobble. And then I slipped around the ridge and got in a, in a better position, probably about 75 yards home, and soft called them right in. So basically kind of getting in front of where they they want to be has been a really good way to do it. And then, of course, just, you know, just using the terrain to your advantage. But getting as close as you can and getting in front of them are the two best things um, that I can think of. Um, in the case of two days ago, um, when we had three gobblers and the hen popped up and a hen popped up and saw that there was nothing and then walked away, um, just kind of those nervous clucks and stuff like that. I really think, um, uh, a gobble call, I know it's kind of, I, I was hunting on public that day. Um, I know it's kind of, you know, sometimes frowned upon. Um, but I think it really would, have um, a challenge 
um, that boss that boss Tom, and I think it could have pulled them in and kept their interest. Um, matter of fact, I I've, uh, I don't own a box call. I generally just use mouth calls. That's just what I like to do. It's hands free. Um, so I got online and I bought me one of those uh, flex tone the thunder gobbles or magnum gobbles or whatever they're called and then until it gets in i stole my dad's box call um to do some goggles on there but i really think that just kind of the way they were acting and how they're still kind of early they're acting like it's early in the season and they still kind of got a group and how they have the boss tom and the boss hen sort of thing i really think that the gobbling um would have would have helped that hunt i think we could have killed one if i would have had uh, something to gobble on Okay, and you know, kind of as, as a last tip uh, for our listeners, what is some piece of advice you'd give them, especially someone maybe hunting in your region of uh, Illinois or just in Illinois in general? Uh, you know, what's the tip you give them that maybe they can implement this weekend, maybe have some success? So, one that I've failed to really do is um, always play it safe um, and take the long way when you're getting in front of a bird. Um, I think we spooked probably two by trying to shortcut it, and you just can't do that. They're, they're too good at hearing. They're too good with their eyes. Um, take the long route. Um, get all the way around them to where they want to be. Get in front of them, and then soft call to them, or if the hen starts aggressive calling, aggressive call back to her. Basically, try to call the hen because they're with hens right now. Um, keep them, if you hear them gobble, um, kind of kind of try to perch them up try to get them gobbling because what i've noticed is kind of the hens get kind of frustrated if they're kind of like there's attention being given to someone else or some other hen so just kind of speak to the flock don't just speak to one turkey speak to the whole flock and don't skimp out on on like your positioning and, and don't try to take the easy way the fastest way um thinking that when they shut up there it's going to be over sort of thing move quickly but take the longer route to be safe all right perfect well Derek, we appreciate you coming on uh, for this week's strut report and good luck for the rest of your season in illinois all right thank you jacob all right and next on the line guys we've got our buddy jordan barnes from close park chimney tv on as he is covering his home state of georgia so jordan what's going on dude man not much i'm uh licking my wounds here trying to I shook a monkey off my back last Friday uh, on Georgia Public, and then I, as soon as I did that, I had several monkeys jump back on my back. So <laughs> I'm uh, trying to shrug them off and get back in the rhythm of, of hitting what I aim at and getting some turkeys to cooperate. So. Gotcha. Well, for anyone that doesn't know anything about you or, you know, about kind of what you do, you know, anyone that doesn't know Jordan, he actually is uh, – probably the most insane person i've ever met because he's a hardcore bow hunter for turkeys uh without using any kind of assistance with blinds or anything like that so i uh, go full ghillie suit you know leave out the bow and the camera gear and everything and try to kill him like that it's super tough and we were talking quite a long time before we actually started recording about you know some of the encounters you've had um which is crazy because again if you know in most situations if you would have had a shotgun you know you would have been tagged out a long 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 time ago <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and i yeah i've been tempted but i'm too hard-headed i reckon yep well hey it's, it's whatever floats your boat man have fun and do it right but let's kind of jump right into this report um of georgia you know what gobbling activity uh has been happening lately in the last week or so in the areas you've been hunting and has that changed at all in that time frame well you know i hunted up and around macon um i want to say a week well first probably the first second weekend of the season got on some birds i think i was this kind of situation where i was just in the right spot on that deal uh, there was definitely hens involved, but I just happened to be sitting right next to where there were some turkeys over hill. And I did call up five gobblers. That didn't really pan out. They did come to 20 yards. Uh, don't have a turkey on that one. Um, I did hunt the same place in middle Georgia uh, around Macon last weekend. And what I saw there was turkeys gobbling a time or two. Now, granted, it wasn't a great goblin morning. It was a kind of an overcast morning. I did hear probably seven or eight turkeys. 
the common theme was their hand up bad. Every turkey I saw literally had hens with them all day. I checked a turkey, several gobblers, it's actually four gobblers, two hens, had hens with them at nine o'clock, rode back by, same spot, about six o'clock, and they still had the hens. So that's kind of the narrative on the middle Georgia area. Now, fast track on down to your southeast counties, uh, what I'm seeing is that they, they're doing it. I mean, they're hot. They're gobbling an awful lot. They're covering ground. Uh, their gobblers pretty much broke off. Um, and, you know, you got different ag fields that are being planted. Things are changing a little bit. Uh, and turkeys are definitely, definitely working. Uh, in, a, in the past 48 hours, I have slung three arrows at four different separate gobblers on four different separate hunts. I do not have a turkey. But uh, I've, I've had some really good hunts, and I'm into birds. You know, the stars just haven't quite aligned. Um, but, yeah, they're definitely, definitely doing it. All right, cool. And you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I'll let you kind of go in a little more detail. Uh, from what you're seeing on the different properties you hunt on, both public and private, are, are you seeing, you know, gobblers still kind of, you know, hinned up or, you know, cover it with some hens, or are you starting to see more lone birds by themselves? Well, the stuff that I've seen, like I said before, uh, you know, your southeast counties, uh, I would say more towards the Statesboro all the way up to Augusta type of area. Um, you know, the turkeys that I've been into are, you know, they're doing it pretty well. I mean, they're they're not really hinned up. They're working pretty good. Um, now, granted, the turkey that I did kill was more, you know, around making area on public. And, you know, I hunted him three times and killed him on the third trip. He did have six hens with him every single time. It was a situation where, you know, a field turkey, I'm a firm believer if you can take notes and study kind of the, you know, tendencies of that turkey, then you can put yourself in a lot better situation to get kind of in that little home area, that little bubble, as we like to call it. And that's kind of what I did on that hunt that was, that worked out. Um, I just got in an area where I knew he was going to be close to me and I was able to pull him from one hen. Um, and that's kind of how that panned out. But it's in, in general, yeah, they're starting to, they're definitely separated and they're starting to act right in your Southeast portion of, of Georgia, you know, middle, they need, need about by next weekend, I'd say middle Georgia should be right on time. You'll probably start seeing a lot more turkeys die in middle Georgia. I think your two-year-olds and stuff like that probably got, you know, dealt with pretty early. Um, and a few turkeys probably that are older got, you know, dealt with that were favorable setups that just kind of happened. But, you know, I'm a firm believer that in by next weekend I'll be I'll be hitting that place up, you know, next weekend. Well, perfect. Well, kind of going into another question. You know, where are you seeing birds go? We're talking gobblers here. Where are you seeing gobblers go after the fly down? Are they staying fairly close to the roost trees, or are you seeing them cover more ground right after fly down? Well, it's very situational because turkeys are, you know, every turkey's got his little thing he does. Uh, it's very situational based on your topography, based on your habitat types. What I mean by that is turkeys get very conditioned to a certain kind of trip they get like to get on like a little pattern so to speak they might have a little thing they do for a few days and they might be somewhere else doing something for a few days what i mean by that is you know you've got turkeys that are traveling maybe they're going they know where they're going when they fly down unless they've got a hand that intercepts them or something or goes to them but for the most part he's got a spot that he wants to get to to be seen and heard from a long way to to attract obviously hens come to him so like i say there's a bird i'll give you an example there's a bird i hunted on tuesday morning that uh came to a big knob big hill i like to talk about a lot of times is topography on field turkeys where they'll go to the highest topography in the field it might be a hill at the top of the field a corner of the field it might be a certain area where he can be seen from several directions 
It might be a, a crest of a hill where he can see down both sides of each side of the field. Um, these turkeys in this habitat down south, that's really what they're going to do. When they get off the limb, uh, if they're a swamp turkey, they might be going to a certain little ridge or a little island or a little flat, something like that. You know what I mean? Um, it could be something simple as a, a food plot, he'll, a big field or a little small food plot he likes to go to. So it's kind of situational based on your turkey that you're hunting because not all of them are exactly the same, but they have a little variation or slight difference in what they like to do when they get off that limb. And it's just basically studying that turkey putting yourself in a favorable spot to where you can execute based off of where you know he wants to kind of head towards. All right, perfect. Well, kind of getting into another question, what tactics have been working for you? And I guess you can look at this from another perspective because, uh, again, you're doing a very difficult style of turkey hunting, you know, using archery equipment, especially uh, without using a blind. But, you know, in the, I guess the kind of grand uh, scheme of things, you've had a lot of, you've had a ton of close encounters, like really close encounters, um, you know, with a lot of different birds. So, you know, what tactics have been working to at least get those turkeys to come, you know, say within gun range or, you know, even come within bow range, just not being able to make it happen? Well, I guess I can run down through, like, you want some real-time live examples of what's happened this year, or do you want me to give you a general base answer? Because it's very situational. I mean, it's kind of like, I, I, I kind of, I explain it as like, um, I see it as, I guess, as being kind of like a chameleon. I mean, I'm always going to take, I'm always going to, maybe start every turkey the same but i'm not going to finish every turkey the same so it depends on kind of understanding what he's saying what he's feeling and then feeding kind of off of that uh and then you know based on what i know and what knowledge i have of that turkey is going to dictate what i do forward moving forward on working him um you know i've had this year so far i mean it's not really out of the norm this is pretty normal uh normally I can execute three good shots and tag out in Georgia quicker. This year, like I say, the monkeys are in full force on my back. Um, but so far, I've had 15 separate uh, hunts where I had gobbler or gobblers within, you know, 40 yards, and probably half of those were right in my lap. So those can range from I roosted the turkey, knew where he was going to go off the limb, you know, set up on him, you know, gave him something on the limb, you know, give him a little tree call, I give him a little something on the limb, try to create some realism with a wing, scraping the bark like a hen resituating. I pitch down, fly down to him, slap my leg and my pants leg as I'm flying down, hit a bunch of branches, like, like create that realism. And then, you know, I had one turkey fly to me. And then he flew down like right next to me and then walked the other way strut. Um, I've had turkeys this year where, like I say, I was kind of mid-morning. I was in the right spot and they were just over a hill and I was already in that bubble without knowing it. You know, um, I've had turkeys mid-morning where I went to a, a little food plot on public, heard a turkey gobble and I called a little bit. Here come the hens and here comes him. And then I start kind of working him based on his body language from there and get the turkey in there and don't execute you know on that but there's all kinds of different little things that that i've i use and it's all very situational it's not really you know do this thing right here and then the turkey's gonna come but it has a lot to do with taking that temperature and knowing when to shut up as well you know so all right well kind of going to our last question what is a tip you'd leave the listeners or something? Maybe it's, you know, work for you in the past that maybe they can start implementing this weekend to maybe have some success. For a general rule of thumb, um, it really depends on your setup and it depends on being in an area where he can't just make sure this is a general advice. Just make sure when you're calling that Turkey, uh, he cannot see the source of that sound until it's too late that's that's a big thing I, I try to you know implement uh generally another thing is when you've called to a turkey and he cuts you off he knows where you're at he's telling you he's gonna come granted if he hand doesn't intercept him and take him away 
uh, I'm not trying to make that turkey gobble a whole lot. It's fun to hear him gobble, but, you know, our mission is to kill the animal. So he knows where I'm at. In that situation, it's always less is more. You know, I'm going to let, I'm going to, I'm going to shut up on him if the situation dictates it most of the time until he tells me something different. And uh, most of the time, when he cuts you off, he's going to show up. It's just a matter of do you have the patience to stick it out? And can you not call anymore? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, perfect. Well, Jordan, we appreciate you coming on for this week's strut report. You know, good luck for you uh, for the rest of your season in Georgia and all these other states you're hunting. I know you got a pretty cool lineup, uh, you know, for later on this year. But, you know, stay safe, and hopefully you can tag out fairly soon. And anybody that hasn't checked out, make sure you check out Jordan's cool channel. He's got a close proximity TV, and uh, check out some of these uh, hunts he's been going on uh, recently in Georgia. But, uh, Jordan, we appreciate it, man, and uh, good luck. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, buddy. And that's a wrap for this week's Strut Report. We appreciate everybody tuning in for this uh, this episode, and hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully you can use some of these tactics to go kill some turkeys this weekend. If you do, make sure you shoot us a message and uh, let us know uh, what kind of success you're having out there in the woods. Of course, we could always use you possibly as a Strut Reporter as well, uh, depending on what state you're coming in at. Um, but also, make sure you tune in for Monday's episode. Well, we're going to have a really cool guest on uh, who's an absolute turkey killer and also break down Andrew's hunt he just had. Uh, actually, it's today, Thursday, as we're recording this. Uh, he killed a, uh awesome big public land bird on, on um, some national forest in Alabama. And it actually is a turkey that Andrew suspects uh, we actually talked about a couple episodes ago. Or actually, it was on Monday's episode uh, from this past week. So make sure you all tune in for Monday's episode this coming week. Uh, I'm sure you're going to enjoy that and enjoy the story that Andrew's got of this bird he just killed. So that was number four for him for the year. Uh, he's got two more tags in Alabama and then two more in Georgia as well. So it's going to be a killer season. But anyways, guys, stay safe this weekend. Go kill some birds and have fun. Y'all go ahead and write down the dates, June 28th through June the 30th. Go ahead and just mark those off your calendar so you can be at the Dalton Convention Center in Dalton, Georgia for the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard a a ton of content from that expo last year that we posted. Uh, We talked about it a ton. Look, if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast, this show was literally made for you. It was literally designed for you, which means you're going to love it. You know, all the best companies in mobile hunting are going to be there. A lot of the best deer killers in the Southeast are going to be there. A lot of our past podcast guests are going to be there. It's just, it's going to be an incredible event. And hey, if you've been looking to either get into a saddle or maybe a mobile lock-on setup or just a different kind of tree stand setup, I'm telling you, it's worth the investment to go to this show because they're all going to be there and you, you will get to try all of them in person before you buy it. So you don't have to order something online and then wait for it and then try it when it comes in to see if you really like it, you're going to get to go put your hands on everything all in one day, test it all out and figure out exactly what works best for you and have it taken care of before deer season starts. So like I said, go ahead and put it on your calendar, guys. It's a no brainer. You got to be at the show. Again, it's Friday, June 28th through Sunday, June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. We absolutely cannot wait to meet you guys there and talk hunting. So we'll see you at the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo in Dalton, Georgia.